0: To ddg episode 37 michael put a little letter in front of ddg on the on the dock and it almost messed me up <laughs> uh, did
1: i did i oh yeah yeah my bad
0: My bad. uh we are digital days gaming my name is dave hunt and i'm joined by michael swick
1: how is it going dave you, you busted out the beer so should yeah. i be worried
0: Nah, i'm good just stressful there's a lot of stuff going on i'm on a long day a long run at work and uh, our, our state started the mask Mandation today so
1: it Wasn't already Mandated in, cou-
0: in counties yeah and mm-hmm. she had Highly yeah. recommended it but she the, I mean she it doesn't matter the governor um, Sent it out today Is like today it started formally like Alleged fines and all that fun stuff for not Wearing masks mm-hmm. in indoor areas and cr- Areas crowded areas Of where you can't have six feet of Separation so We'll see how that goes
1: but. Probably f- it'll be fun. It'll be interesting. Uh, you, you, it's you're fine. gonna get some Nin- Karens
0: Ninety-nine percent of the people, ninety-nine point nine percent of the people are perfectly fine. So
1: you, you'll get that one person though that you'll talk uh, about for weeks. Like, I had one last recorded? week. But it's all good, okay. so. I'm just waiting to see you know someone you know post a video of you telling them to wear a mask. <laughs>
0: yeah to see me that would be great yeah uh, it, it, it would really help be... us though i bet like if i could just get a digital day shirt all the time you know
1: <laughs> can you get a at digital days gaming oh, face yeah, mask, like mask with our logo yeah you can wear it at
0: work it would be great <laughs> oh man that would be hilarious. might need to make that happen yeah, yeah. <laughs> get trending on tiktok with our logo on my face that'd be fantastic yeah yeah All right. Anyway, so you guys are here for the weekly video game podcast. Uh, Like I said, that's Michael. I'm Dave. Uh, We record every week. Um, We also did this yesterday uh, because of Ubisoft Forward. Uh, So I get to see Michael twice in 24 hours. And we see each other virtually all the time anyway. So our our relationship isn't really that different (laughs) post-COVID or (laughs) pre-COVID. It's pretty much the same. Yeah. Um, Dave's a little more sleepy. (laughs) Yeah, because you just get to sit at home. So... Mm -hmm. (laughs) um as always uh, sharing the show, getting more eyes on the show is a great way to help us grow and uh, to show support following us on social media subbing to us on Twitch. if you guys uh, could check your Amazon prime subs periodically that would be much appreciated. Subs are kind of a little bit of a roller coaster ride but uh, I prefer not to flatten this curve. I'd prefer to increase this curve. Uh, so if you could uh, check your sub on us and if you're willing to resubscribe or add a subscription to us as well, whether you want to do it as a paid sub as an Amazon prime sub, um, any of those things are greatly appreciated. Uh, We need, uh, you know, of course, him and I need to do a better job of being on Twitch for you guys to be there to see us live and to remember to sub for us. So that's something that we're trying to work around and figure out a good balance of because we did a lot of podcasting in June and we've already been talking about it a little bit today. We're going to be doing a lot of podcasting in July. So yeah, a lot, a lot takes a little bit of the energy away. So I can't imagine what we would have to do if we had to edit, you know, Angela's been a huge help, you know, between both of us editing and video editing as well. So it's a huge She's home, too, sitting around most of the time. So,
1: <laughs> And now we lost our editor. Great nah. job, dude.
0: <laughs> all right. Um, so, uh, listening this week, obviously, if you um, are here for the Ubisoft Forward news, we will not really talk about that at all. We'll talk a little bit of Ubisoft as there's a new story. And um, also, if you want to know our thoughts on what, what was shown at the Ubisoft Forward for July, uh, just go back one episode in your feed. It's right there. So, check that out. And again, share, review tell a friend tell the neighbor tell the person why they're that that's not wearing a mask to listen to our show when they put their mask on you know, all yeah. the above so all right uh we're gonna jump right into it so we did have another event last week uh devolver digital did their devolver direct
1: yeah this was uh the continuation of the devolver storyline uh with nina strutters i believe is her name and it was weird it was uh just under an hour and it was mostly storyline uh it it was mostly them continuing the takedown of the video game industry the way they do stuff they it's done for comedic effect but damn do they hit some truths (laughs) during (laughs) that press conference every year uh not a ton of stuff came out of it a fair amount of like cool stuff but for the most part it was uh just stuff we already knew existed and was just given dates uh first shadow warrior 3 it was leaked uh i think a week before the press conference because of course it was uh so they showed off a decent amount of gameplay in a very stylish trailer and that's set for 2021 uh personally for me i'm excited for shadow warrior 3 it's one of those franchises that i feel like i shouldn't like just because it's kind of like just a childish. Shooter, but the gameplay's always been really fun. I, I reviewed the previous two games in in the franchise, so I'm looking forward to trying that out. Uh, elsewhere, like I'm just gonna go over like the more notable things that happened. Uh, Fall Guys, which is a 60 player battle royale game show sort of thing, got dated for PS4 and PC uh, August 4th. Uh, that. Is a really fun game from what I played of it last year, and I'm really excited for it. They still don't have any word on crossplay. I don't think it's coming anytime soon, or it will be a theme Period. So I'm hoping because it's a player battle royale game that they can do some crossplay for that. But it's a, a definitely a game to check out. Like when a game does come out, I do plan to stream that frequently just because <laughs> it's just one of those like have fun. they talked about is, is that going to be
0: is that going to be singles is it going to be duos is it going to be trios have they even talked about
1: that uh it's just single players cuz it's just it's everyone for themselves sort of thing so there would be okay. like no teamwork in it yeah. uh but it's That's just right. a I bunch remember, of yeah. different okay. mini games yeah uh it's just a bunch of different mini games that you're just each round knocks out a certain amount of people and you just battle to so you're the last one uh really fun definitely check out like a trailer for that or the trailer they put up they actually had uh Shuhei Yoshida introduce it and now Shuhei is in the Devolver digital cinematic universe uh, uh, as as well as like Phil Spencer and uh, my uncle from Nintendo uh, who they used (laughs) as someone to be the representative for Nintendo. Uh, And then the only other thing that I thought was notable from it uh, was uh, Carrion or Carrion, which is like a reverse horror game where you actually play the monster uh, as opposed to playing like the soldier fighting a monster. So it's a side scrolling, side scrolling like shooter, but you're not shooting anything. You're just controlling a tentacle monster. And it looks like you can possess like the soldiers trying to stop the monster. Uh, And that is coming to PC switch Xbox one on July 23rd. And it will be on Xbox game pass. So it went from a game that I'm buying to day one to a game (laughs) I'm downloading on Game Pass day one. Uh, Unless the Switch port is really good because I like playing those retro style games. Those like side scrolling pixelated games on the Switch. But if you have Xbox Game Pass, uh, definitely worth a shot. I just hope it is Game Pass on PC and Xbox because they still haven't quite figured out that for Game Pass just Mm -hmm. yet. Uh, other than that, uh, there was uh, one kind of cool thing. Uh, Devolver released a free-to-play experience game called Devolverland Expo, where they basically recreated the Los Angeles Convention Center, uh, and you can walk around and play a bunch of mini games and basically go to booths for the various games announced during the Devolver. Direct, so kind of cool that they did that, filling a void. Uh, you know, they even have like the PR company's tables, <laughs> like at that, uh, like demo. Uh, so definitely check that out. I don't know how long that'll be available for. Sometimes stuff like this just disappears after a while. So, recommend downloading that just because it's just a cool thing. Uh, it'll fill that void if you miss going to conventions and you could do horrible things at, at the convention. Because I, I saw some gunplay. <laughs> happening there as well uh so that was it for devolver digital uh so nothing nothing crazy but it's not really about that sounds weird it's not really about the games it's about like their weird story that they've it, it is
0: though it's the storyline that they're telling and while they're telling this story they're kind of breaking a little bit of news or dropping some release dates or showing mm-hmm. a new game so
1: it definitely felt this year more than previous years that the focus weren't, wasn't the games, though. They put a lot more work into the story for this.
0: And that could be because they didn't really felt. have a lot to show. But I think people are still there. It's, it's becoming an expectation of something, you know.
1: Yeah. Uh, They did have commentary on that of just like there's so many directs, there's so many games coming out, every company's doing their own presentation, stuff's just being lost in the shuffle. So I almost feel like that's why they held back just a little bit on game reveals. There was a fair amount of it, but it wasn't like an avalanche that we're used to seeing. Uh, So they definitely listened to their own crazy-ass crazy story (laughs) and didn't go like full-on with it. Okay, the the next story here, uh, which just kind of happened within the last couple hours. Uh, There's a report from Video Game Chronicle that Skull and Bones has been rebooted. Uh, It sounds like it has been rebooted a couple times in the... We were just talking about this during the Ubisoft recap like three years ago, four years ago that it was announced. Mm -hmm. Uh, It sounds like it has been rebooted and it looks like they are going with a live service direction with this uh which is something that we kind of theorized about during the recap you you,
0: you guessed and i'm like oh god please no (laughs) yeah yeah
1: and (sighs) and i and i i might be right apparently uh so the the quote from the video games chronicle is as follows uh skull and bones won't function in the same vein as games as service titles like the division two But Ubisoft's massive live service does indeed regularly receive updates. Its world and content is essentially static. Skull and Bones, on the other hand, is expected to be livelier, taking inspiration from live storytelling features that uh, pervade Fortnite and more recently the way Bungie Bungie is handling Destiny 2. So sounds like they're going to go the Fortnite route in terms of just constantly changing the world or finding a constant because i don't think anyone can compete with Fortnite in terms of how frequently that world changes
0: um i mean i think it depends on what they would do or not do to the game so like if it's still going to be a pirate ship combat game um and i think that something like that could have a, a type of seasonal aspect model to it of where you're maybe depending on the different seasons you're in different seas possibly or different environments and then um certain seasons show certain ships um because they like originally i mean but it, it it's also hard to say because they're it sounds like they're saying that they've kind of rebooted it all in general like there were class-based ships in this game like fast moving ones and tank style ones that could take a lot of damage and, and you know be in like close quarters and then like even ones that could ram you know like ram another boat and then there was like a boarding like you could actually board onto another ship um which was always interesting, but they didn't really have anything that you did once that happened. It kind of was just like a goal that you achieved. It was all everything was about the the combat of the ship, and you were picking up loot, uh, you know, quote unquote loot, like as like driving over it, you know, in in the boat. There was never any extensive like on board on or on deck combat or anything like that. So if they if that's been added to this, possibly like that could be interesting. But it also is one of those things where we've always talked about, like, the skill the skill gap. Like, is it you could all of a sudden be a really good, like, on-deck combat player, or you could be a really good, like, ship captain, like, in terms of your ability to, to maneuver. So I think that, that, you know, in terms of a live service game, the first thing that concerns me is, is a balance standpoint. But from a seasonal cosmetic standpoint, I think you could totally accomplish this in a pirate ship fighting game.
1: Oh, yeah, there's definitely a ton of options for... Where you can take this game, different time periods, different sort of ships. Uh, I'm sure you get crazy with cosmetics <laughs> for mm-hmm. for your pirate and for your ship. Uh, though it doesn't really sound like they're going to be focusing on any sort of story. Uh, it's also mentioned that they want to well, make. I it think more about I think you co- have to though
0: if you're trying to play a living, if you're trying to portray a living world, like the way the world lives is through story.
1: But if you just want to make a playground for people, you don't really need a story. We talked about this with, like, hyperscape in terms Mm -hmm. of, like, yeah, there's a story in that to build up the universe, but how many people are really going to pay attention to it? But that also requires the gameplay to be at a certain level that people can focus on that.
0: But if they're referencing Destiny as a a, um, possible example of what they're trying to do, Destiny... Live quote unquote living world and the way that things are evolving and growing even currently now in the game month week to week month to month there is actual physical world changes happening.
1: Mm-hmm. But they also mention Fortnite and mm-hmm. Fortnite changes, but they had bull in their game for no reason and Captain America they just do stuff and there's no real story reason for it. So it depends on how far or like where on the spectrum they want to go. If they want to go full Fortnite or go the Destiny route. One is right. more careful and the other is like hazardly just done on a whim based on whatever contracts they can get. Mm-hmm. Um, if they want to get, you know, like crazy with it. And you know, like, you know, there's a Vikings Assassin's Creed game coming out. You know, they can yeah. clean up the Viking ships in that and they can go kind of all over the place just Assassin's Creed with it. Or if they want to like keep like, Skull and Bible that they follow basically, you know, mm-hmm. like this is the lore and this is the that they could do that. They would have to go the Destiny route mm-hmm. and like take everything careful, uh, you know, like everything has to be there for a reason.
0: Yeah, I mean, uh, Destin- so Destiny's, on a, Destiny's on a slow drip right now, like in terms of like every 14, 21 days, they drop another droplet of content and then, you know, over the season, they take, instead of just, you know, releasing something on. You know, day one or day two of a 90 or 100 day season, they released a little bit on day one, a little bit on day 12, a little bit on day 18, a little bit on day 25. Um, and they're kind of like spreading it out over the entire season versus like I for the most part, I feel like Fortnite does a lot of stuff at the beginning of the season. Hey, new, cool, shiny stuff to look at, earn this stuff. And then they do something cool as they transition from the end of the season to the start of the next season and you know like and And they
1: do the big transitions but they do sprinkle a lot of little stuff during mm -hmm. the season as well but like big important things are as important as you can get in a game like that it it is definitely like transitional yeah uh sort of thing
0: so i mean it's interesting because we were i was saying that i was hoping for some kind of single player content you were saying that you were wondering what other route they were going to go and we both were kind of wrong because they went right in the middle of both of us
1: (laughs) yeah pretty much and this probably means this game is even further out, so I was hoping it was at the end of the year, or whenever the next Ubi for, Ubisoft Forward is, and probably we'll skip that time frame as well. So maybe we'll see it, and Dave will play it at a third E3 next year. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. At least we know it's not dead, or at least according to these reports, which, like, you know, they... These unconfirmed reports. Uh, so things can change or not have. So at least as far as we know, this is still like thrown away that work or just jammed it into another game <laughs> because that's kind of how this game was born. It's just like, oh, the, the stuff from Black Flag uh, is really cool. Let's build out a whole game to it. And I could totally see all the work being done on this game being like, oh, let's put it into our Viking Assassin's Creed game and like forget about like this game in general. All right, moving on to the next story. We have a lot of business talk as we the last couple of months have just talked about acquisition after acquisition after acquisition. This is yet another story of someone buying someone else. Okay, uh, I might mispronounce this, but it's like Layu Technologies uh, is the parent company of a couple different studios. Splash Damage, the people that made uh, Brink and gears tactics and they also own the studio digital extremes which is the warframe studio so super popular warframe mm-hmm. uh, it was rumored that sony was kind of kicking the tires and looking to purchase them and it looks like they were getting really serious about it until tencent jumped in and tencent <laughs> has now basically purchased exclusivity rights to negotiate with Layu Technologies, Uh, meaning, uh, according to some of the numbers or the reports, they have like two to three months to negotiate a deal with Layu Technologies and, you know, the, the ownership of their properties. And they basically have iced out Sony from continuing negotiations for this and other people that were interested in buying them so now during
0: the during this window
1: during this window so it's not a guarantee that they're going to buy them it just means they get all the time in the world or specifically three months to just try and woo them and put up the best deal possible
0: and they uh, paid for that <laughs>
1: most likely yes they paid for that yeah. so if no, it doesn't no, work did. out
0: they did they did pay for it so yes it's one of those things where like the deal like they're going to be pushing super hard to make a deal because of the amount of money that they put into this. This happens uh, not as much anymore, but this happens a lot. And again, as a sports reference, um, when a, like when Ichiro came over from Japan and uh, Hideo Nomo and a handful of these players, like the baseball teams paid the Japanese baseball team a dollar figure to just talk to those players. And, yes. you know, the, and there was always a bidding war for the ability to talk to them and then it, that was for a certain period of time, and and then you always heard about the deadline, and usually it ended up being a last, you know, last, uh, you know, midnight deadline of like day twenty eight, and they have twenty nine days, and then they strike some kind of deal because of how much money was invested into the fact of like I paid this much money just to talk to you, like we're gonna figure this out.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's not a guarantee Tencent will buy them, but they have the best opportunity too because they don't have right. to worry about anyone jumping in last second, and if any like hints of another company offering money or negotiating with them will immediately like hit some penalties or potentially could force them to just sell to Tencent. Uh, right. it's almost like a right of, of refusal or refusal uh, deal. Yeah. Can't talk that we've seen, bef- uh, with other like, in- uh, studio purchases. Uh, so just for a little bit of background on like why they would want Tencent would want to buy them, uh, Warframe has 60 million registered players to it. It's highly successful. I mean, there's like conventions dedicated to Warframe or there used to be, you know, pre-corona. And uh, Layu Technologies has IP deals with Transformers and Lord of the Rings. So this could be very valuable valuable for 10 cent to acquire as 10 cent tries to move more and more into gaming uh which is why sony was interested in getting part of this uh so this could be huge for 10 cent who have just you know that we'll talk a little bit 10 cent in the next story but 10 cent is definitely getting aggressive with who they're purchasing and we're we're in the middle of an arms race. It seems like with every studio trying to acquire or every publisher trying to acquire studios right now, uh, a lot of people mm-hmm. are being purchased up. Like hearing that Sony was interested in this after purchasing Insomniac, uh, it's kind of you know it's well it's that it's the future
0: co- it's the future proofing conversation that we've been having for a long time. Of like as you can see with the PS5 reveal already, we're at the point where we're gonna start getting away from hard uh, you know physical hardware eventually and having somebody you know whether you're buying them for their game development ability or you're buying this studio just to pick to to use like as an example to use warframe studio talent to be like okay this is how this worked because warframe's free to play and you were able to mold this free-to-play game into the successful player base game that has you know, huge potential of, you know, expansions. I, I think it actually has some paid expansions Um, mm-hmm. to where you can c- continuously build this l- gameplay loop that these people want to continuously play. And then for them to be able to bring that over even into some of their, sing- in into Sony single-player games. Like we've always heard about um Gorilla helping Death Stranding and them helping each other, like Naughty Dog helping Gorilla and, you know, with it and Sony Santa Monica having an impact on, you know, like, just just having these people in the room, just as sounding boards or as colleagues, can almost be ill-valuable, invaluable.
1: Yeah, it can definitely be enough to motivate you to add them to your stable, uh, just to have that talent pool to move around as necessary. And then especially because there's, like, IP deals involved here, you know, you're talking about Transformers and Lord of the Rings, so that those are huge things that uh, depending on what those deals entail in right. terms of like exclusivities for games, uh, it, it makes sense. And 10 obviously wouldn't care about exclusives, but they just want in on the market any way they can. And it might be point. easier
0: to, to at this point in time in this w- in the world that we're in right now, it might be easier to physically buy studios than to buy IPs.
1: Yes, yeah, especially the way everything's being bought up by like the big three in terms of every right. IP you can think well, of.
0: Well, it's like we were talking about with Warner Brothers, like you're not even you might buy Warner Brothers and like you even mentioned decimate their talent you know get rid of their studios because of the you want the IPs and you want the rights to the games or you know like we talked about how much value Warner Brothers would have as a, as a game development company without their IPs
1: yeah um which it w- like thinking about that the Warner Brothers thing is just like you know some IPs aren't going to come with that you know and we don't know what the specifics for the IP deals are here just cause you know, it's a third party that happens to have some rights to specific games. Uh, so it, it could be, you know, it, it could be one of those things where by the end of the year, we might see a bunch of different studios under different umbrellas. Uh, especially... What do you
0: think the price tag on the studio is?
1: Okay. So if we use Insomniac's 250 million as a base, I would say this might be worth more than Insomniac. We're, we're probably looking at like maybe like three to five hundred uh, million dollar range. I think because it's multiple Insomniac studios. Insomniac
0: Didn't really own any IPs, right?
1: No, no, they didn't. Because like Sony owns Ratchet, Sony owns Spider Man, right. so you're just so buying in, the talent. In,
0: yeah, in that situation, Sony purchased this purchased the talent. In this situation, they might be purchasing the properties to then distribute to said talent.
1: Yeah, you're talking about Digital Extremes, Warframe, because uh, that's the developers, and they go hand in hand. They own that, uh, and then you have Splash Damage, who uh, I don't know if they really own any IPs that are of value, but they're you know they just put out Gears Tactics, which is a pretty good game, and then also whatever IP deals that Layu Technologies already has. So I, I would probably say this would probably be like a half a billion dollar deal if mm-hmm. they can figure it out, uh, which. I'm guessing Tencent is just going to wrap up the deal. I don't think Sony will come out in three months and be able to purchase them, especially with all the moves that Sony's currently doing. They probably can't afford to wait around to see if this falls through. Um, Which, we'll move on to the next story, which also involves Sony, which a lot of people got excited about. And I saw it, and I just kind of shrugged my shoulders at. Uh, Sony has invested $250 million in Epic Games. So... Before people get excited, this doesn't affect Unreal Engine on multiple platforms. Uh, in reality, Epic just raised 750 million dollars in like a round of fundraising, and 250 of that was from Sony. This now puts Epic at about 17 billion dollars in terms of like what their their net worth is, uh, which means Sony now just owns like 1.5 percent of Epic games. So
0: they,
1: they, they got a spot at the table, but they do not have like a voice on what goes on in Epic. uh, They get to write their
0: vote on a little piece of paper and it goes in a hat.
1: Yeah. Tim, no, Tim Sweeney, who still owns a majority of it, puts it on his refrigerator you know yeah. and it's like oh look here's what sony wants us to do that's as far as it goes uh it definitely keeps them like gives them a seat on the table um and they probably could have invested it more because like sony is I-, I looked it up like their estimated net net worth is 45 billion and like their sales yearly is like 70 billion dollars so which they- is
0: fascinating to me because for years all we heard about that is the profitability of the company was in the toilet
1: until you know they like kind of doubled down on playstation ps4 uh, apparently accounts for or playstation accounts for 40 percent of their business
0: yeah. now and their so TV, their tvs have actually been doing really well the last couple of years too mm-hmm.
1: yeah and they're 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 a big enough company like their movie studios or television studios are doing pretty well especially with all the Netflixes and hbo's like negotiating crazy deals for content
0: I think that a lot of this this purchase could be... And I I, I didn't really read any of the article that you posted for this one. So this is just me kind of speaking off the cuff a little bit. But, I mean, we're seeing Sony dabble with their properties on on PC. Um, I would assume now that maybe sooner than later, we probably would see them on the Epic Store at least as well, if not exclusively.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, So I think that this could just be a way of... They've got skin in the game and the PC side of it a little bit more now as they're diving in. Like, we've heard all the rumors about, or not rumors, or seen it in the contract about MLB, the show. I would, I could see that being one of the first games that maybe shows up on Epic Game Store instead oh, for of on sure. Steam, you know, um, unless, unless Steam can make some kind of deal between the two of them, because the, at least now that Sony could see. Um, benefits from selling on Epic Game Store directly into their wallets and also with the profit sharing that they have through Epic.
1: Yeah. And, and this little stuff, to, like we talked about the last one, maybe gives them just a little bit more access to some of the engineers from the Unreal Engine. Uh, did their, just a look at the technology, like Unreal Engine has really good networking stuff because of Fortnite for cross-play, so maybe it gets them a little bit more access
0: like, yeah, I think it gives them more of the colleague standpoint versus the competitor standpoint.
1: Yeah, yeah, to where they can they compare notes a little bit more or ask to compare notes and Epic will be like, okay, yeah, you you, you own 1% of the company, go for it. <laughs> uh, So now currently Epic is like, t- it's uh, Tim Sweeney owns the majority s- shares, Uh, Tencent owns 40%, and then Sony and a bunch of other people own like that remaining nine percent or whatever it would be for uh them left over after 10 cents like sweeney
0: and i hate to keep using sports references but because i know not everybody likes sports but this is like Derek jeter's owner stake in the florida marlins of where he's like the shiny face that you get to see and then he stands up in front of as the public owner not that sony would be the, you know the public owner of epic obviously it's it's tim sweeney but it looks cool for tim sweeney to say that he's in partnership with sony
1: yeah, he had to backtrack a little bit about it just because people were like, uh, they brought up the, the demo that we saw last year of the, or last month of the Unreal Engine where it, they made that tech demo exclusively for the PlayStation 5 and people freaked out of like, what does that mean? Uh, So he had to backtrack a little bit on that of like, there's no exclusivity deal in terms of the Unreal Engine or any future games. We're still cross-platform. It's just, you know, he without saying like they barely own shit. <laughs> He had to put out that like they don't own enough to like change
0: the business. And more than likely Sony paid Epic to make that demo just you know, because it's something else that they could use to show off their tech and not because anything that at this point in time with PS5, if Sony showed a quote unquote a tech demo. People would rip it apart and try to easter egg it out to figure out what it is. When Epic showed it, we kind of were like, oh, this would look really cool as a game, but no idea what franchise it would be. It would be like, if they if Sony did something, be like, is that a young Nathan Drake? Is that uh, is that is that Kratos's kid? Is that you know? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. They, people just, would immediately try and associate it with a franchise as opposed to reaching out to Epic. Just be like, hey, can you see how well the Unreal Engine works on a PS5? And Epic's like, we could. And then Sony probably has to cough up something financially to get them to like mess around with the hardware, yeah, uh, to to make a tech demo for them, Uh, so then they can see how well their new system works with the most popular engine on the market. Uh, Because that's
0: uh, contrary to popular belief. This is where Epic's money comes from is unreal. Fortnite makes a good amount of money for them, but their their bread and butter and their foundation of their company is their engine.
1: Yeah, and I I think that's why Epic uh, is doing another round of investments uh, because they have to know like the Fortnite Fortnite isn't making a billion dollars anymore. Uh, it's still making like I think that last report I saw was like four hundred million dollars, so it's still making a ton of money. But it's you're seeing it slowly dip down to where if Epic wants to stay yeah. at the top, uh, or at the level they currently are, they're gonna have to get more investments from other companies and they're gonna have to start. Expanding a little bit more and get more aggressive with the Epic Game Store and pushing their engine to make it like friendly, especially for indie developers, because most indie developers have been using like Unity and other engines. Right. So this. Well, and they know... got
0: extremely lucky with Fortnite. I mean, like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. sure that there's a, there was a bunch of you know a, a, a thought put into it, but the battle royale system they put in there was kind of like because they helped with player unknown battlegrounds, and then they saw they saw the potential, and then they just. F- essentially took that model and i mean i don't want to demean it but they took the model of player unknown battleground and dumbed it down um yeah. in, in terms of us you know cell shaded thing where it can run on a phone now and you know it, they're on borrowed time like it, and the Fortnite's borrowed time could be five years still
1: yeah five years making hundreds of millions you know right. of dollars for the next but six it's years. definitely
0: on the downward trend for sure
1: yeah and, and they're a business so if they go to investors of like hey we made 500 million dollars this year the investors would be like well we made a billion last year so like they they as a company they they see that and know that if you have investors they constantly want to see that number go up investors are never going to be happy with making money they want to make more money than they did the year before so mm-hmm. this is just another one of those business deals, and also it's just something Sony can say they're invested in to like strengthen their portfolio, even if it's a small percentage. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll they'll see a return on this investment just because Unreal Engine isn't going to go anywhere and Epic isn't going to go anywhere. Uh, but that is it for the news. Uh, kind of mm-hmm. kind of a slow week because we have uh, Microsoft coming out
0: next well, week and we talked an entire hour about what a, what would have been news for this week <laughs> yes we did so you can just listen to that separately it's in the feed previously for this episode <laughs> um all right so uh what we're playing and watching um as you heard at the beginning of the show i am on a, a little bit of a run at work um you know still trying to establish and get things all you know back to whatever this normalcy is going to be um so i've been working a, 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 a lot lately um and my, you know, like in, into the, I'm working like this 10 to 8, 10 to 8 30 shift, and that kind of doesn't give me a morning and it doesn't give me an evening. Um, so that's kind of messed with me a little bit. Um, however, for playing, uh, Destiny did release, they had their bungee Day, which is a really big deal on July 7th. Um, and they had a, uh, you know, kind of what we're talking about with the living world where the darkness has gotten even a little bit closer now. Before it was on one planet, now it's on four or five planets, but, the biggest thing that they release every summer um, around Bungie Day is their Moments of Triumph where you can, you know, kind of do like your year in review. Um, and one of the things that they've, they're doing with this, this year's Moments of Triumph is that they're putting a huge emphasis on the five raids that they are taking away or vaulting in September. So when I think we briefly talked about this, when Beyond Light comes out in September, there's actually a significant chunk of the game that's being put in what they're calling the Destiny Content Vault. They're taking it out of the game, mm-hmm. um, and they're adding a couple other things. But so there's there are five of the s- seven raids. Like yeah, this Destiny Two has seven raids <laughs> right now, and they're taking five of those raids and putting them away. Um, and so what they've done is that they have made these five raids um, farmable. Um, and what that means is that you can continuously run these raids over and over again and still get rewards from the game before it, was always on a weekly lockout. You did it once and on that character and that was it. And you couldn't get any other stuff. Now you can keep farming it. Um, and the whole thing is that there's a, the armor that's, that's coming from these raids, um, not the weapons, but the armor is going to be, uh, be going to be able to be carried forward, carried forward for a couple more seasons in the game. So this is a, you know, they're kind of trying to put, like, this little string on the carrot of go get the armor, go, you know, farm the rolls that you want in terms of, like, the points that you want in your armor. And it also it, it incentivizes people to, you know, to help your friends because you're actually still getting drops for it. So, um, similar to a lot of the other stuff that Destiny's been doing, there's this checklist that you can go through and you can earn rewards like t-shirts. And there's, like, this raid ring that costs, like, $110 and it looks ridiculous. Um, and I'm not going to buy it, by the way. I, I'll earn it, but I'm not going to buy it. <laughs> um but it's been fun so we've been able to raid with a couple people i've gotten two of the five raids done since this came out that i wanted to of the five that i want to get done i've been able to help our community member he's active in the facebook group and a discord Uh, he's a patreon supporter as well that's not why i'm helping him he's been playing with me before he's a patreon supporter um but uh randy uh i've helped him uh he never completed a raid in destiny until last week and he come now he completed two of them in two days so and he's been having a good time with that and it's been fun again like that's the part of the game that i really really love is helping or or playing with six friends five other friends and doing in the raids are are, they're always fun michael hates them
1: (laughs) yeah i did vaults of glass and now that was it for me
0: (laughs) yeah that's coming back so we're gonna make you do that one of destiny 2 again now just for the hell of it
1: now i gotta download destiny 2 again which i downloaded like twice and deleted twice
0: (laughs) um but no, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. It's like seeing, seeing the Destiny Discord get a little bit more active, um, seeing people start asking. There's a lot of people that like to have these these box checked or these like their list crossed off. Um so it's been pretty cool. They released another exotic weapon. So the last two exotic weapons they've released have actually done some really, really cool things and really felt exotic instead of just having, like, a unique set of perks. Like, this does something different, like, where you can kill an enemy and pick up their—it it spawns a void ball. And you can pick up this void ball, and you can block, you can melee, you can slam dunk with it, your teammates can pick it up. There's, a, and uh, like, a heavy attack slam dunk is, like, you go up near an enemy and just— dump all this this energy into him and it kills him like it or it takes a significant chunk of damage out of him so like the way that that stuff's been working has been really cool the teasing of the pyramid ships as they continue to to come to, to to come closer and closer and closer to earth um it's really been fascinating to see like how this is going to um lead into the september expansions which are always you know very very big um in terms of story and, and things that are happening um and 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 the gameplay loop is fun, and and you still have a little bit of the, of the power leveling there. It'll be really interesting to see what they're going to do in terms of how they vault these planets, because I feel like they're going to like have the darkness take over these planets, because it's it, the the darkness, the new enemy that or that's on its way here is hovering over these four planets that they've confirmed are being are being vaulted. So. I'll be really curious to, to how they try to tell the story of putting them away. Is the darkness going to take over the, these planets and they're going to be uninhibitable now? Is it going to get, I think they're going to destroy a planet. Like, I think that in the game, like, they're going to do another live event where a planet is eliminated. Hopefully better? Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. It's it, like, there's already been talk of, like, if, like if, the, if they decide to get rid of Mercury or get rid of Mars or get rid of Io, how do you watch that? You know, they had us all in the tower to watch the Almighty get blown up, but you can't be in the tower on Earth and see a, a moon of Saturn. Could <laughs> so, you? <laughs> so uh, it'll be really interesting to see what they do with that. And they've got, you know, two months to to continue to try to tell this story. Um, but the putting the carrot on the stick of the raids, taking, you know, being able to bring up some of their older content and make it kind of relevant again is always kind of cool because it's been a, it, it was a long time. Since I ran the first raid, the Leviathan raid in Destiny, it was been a long time. I completed that raid like thirty or forty times in the first year of Destiny, and and uh, and then I hadn't done it for a long time. And there's I, we struggled a little bit, but there was still a lot of stuff that we remembered. And using the new weapons and things that the game has given you over time, it it was it was relatively easy. It wasn't like challenging at all. Teaching somebody is always kind of fun. And then just the. The normal jarring back and forth between between our friends of making fun of each other while we're just playing a game together. It's it's always been fun. So it was fun to do that for like two nights with the with the group and just play through that. Um, then for the most part, that's really all that I was able to play. I I, I need to play cross um just to try it out. I know you're going to talk about it some. Um, I'm hearing some really good things about it. So I'm, I'm definitely going to check that out. Um, for watching Ubisoft forward, I got Watch Dogs 2 for free on PC. So that might be, I platinum that game on PS4, but that might be something cool to check out for a little bit and see how it runs on my PC just to mess around with it. Um, watching a little bit of stuff. Like I said, last week, I kind of went on that rant. Like I'm ready for some somewhat relevant, either television shows or content. Um, I caught myself watching the second Percy Jackson movie this week, um, on Disney plus that I watched with my son you know, i i didn't even think this i didn't even know the second movie existed let alone that it came out in 2013 <laughs> uh, it's, it's like percy jackson's like sea of monsters my son read all the books and we took him to see lightning thief and he liked the movie but he's like it wasn't anything compared to the books i've never read the books i was entertained by the movie so i was like i watched the second one and i'm like oh is there more and like no it didn't do very well <laughs> so it's like um so i i watched that on one of the other nights um but other than that, it hasn't really been a whole lot. It's been a lot of work. Um, we're getting ready for my daughter's graduation party. Um, and then just figuring out what September is going to look like for my two oldest kids. One's going to go away to college. The other one's not going to go away to college. So that's been, you know, a, a little bit of a debate back and forth of looking at the rules. Every university has some different things. The The bubble that one university is trying to implement versus what the other one is trying to do. It's like it's it's interesting. Yeah. Um, following the stories that have been going on this week with the Redskins name change coming um like that's been like super fascinating and then you know like uh again from a sports standpoint we briefly talked about it last week but hearing all the stuff about Patrick Mahomes contract um that's been stuff that's actually been worth paying attention to baseball's trying to start (laughs) so yeah uh, (laughs) basketball's trying to start (laughs) (laughs)
1: yeah Uh, a lot of people are just testing positive left and right so
0: yeah um so it's just i mean there's there's a lot of things that are interesting but um just been doing some you know family duties and trying to get some of that stuff taken care of and prepared i'll have to you know we're getting ready to go on vacation so we're gonna go out of state to virginia so we'll see how that goes
1: (laughs) should should be fun fun yeah probably
0: it'll be nice Uh, just to get away in general so yeah
1: Uh, for, for me it's been pretty light video game wise uh just because last week I was just focusing on uh west of dead and spongebob you know to prepare stuff for like the the YouTube reviews and you know the just the review on the podcast S-
0: subscribe to us on YouTube
1: yes please <laughs> uh so the the main two things I've been playing um has been i I jump back into the last of us, part two on my second playthrough just trying to get the the cleanup platinum uh so playing that i I won't tell you exactly where i'm at because everything's a spoiler with that game and i know people are still (laughs) still getting through that or playing Yeah, there's
0: been a couple people in the discord there's a spoiler chat in the discord so buyer beware when you enter there um but for the most part there's you know some people are saying they're getting close and we've been we're still getting feedback feedback on the spoiler cast so as you finish the game go listen to it let us know
1: yeah and you know it'll always be there for you so I'm going through my second playthrough, uh, just kind of using a uh, a guide just to find all the like artifacts, because you have to find like all the letters if you want to get the platinum, and there's a ton of them. Uh, one of the characters collects, you know, state coins, so I'm guessing all 50 of them need to be collected, and I have about 23 right now, so got, got a little bit of ways to go. Uh, it is because I know what I'm doing now. It it's you know fun to see the difference in the, the play time because i make multiple yeah. saves so to seeing like oh i'm like five hours ahead of where i was because i know what i'm doing and, and you I'm, don't care you're just running yeah. and gunning so and I'm, I'm new game plus so i have all my upgrades from the previous one so i just kind of feel like a badass you know <laughs> my guns are for the most part fully updated like the second part of that game uh with new game plus like the weapons that i have fully upgraded are beautiful <laughs> yeah. uh so it's just been easy running through it and i also knocked it down to the easiest difficulty to make it even you know an easier time so i'm playing it on very easy uh, on new game plus so i I, just... I wonder if
0: i should just have my son play on my account on new game plus for him to experience the story but still get stuff for me
1: yeah, that you probably should do that. It isn't too bad. <laughs> the only thing that kind of sucks is once you upgrade your character, both the weapons and the actual character, uh, the junk you collect for the weapons and the supplements you collect for, uh, you know, the actual abilities, they just disappear from the game from a certain point on. So on New Game Plus, like maybe a couple hours into your first playthrough, you'll have, you know, Ellie fully upgraded and at like boss level uh Mm -hmm. so uh if if, you still have to
0: dig through the drawers to find the letters and the coins mm -hmm.
1: yeah so there's a lot of times in this second playthrough where i'm opening up drawers and they're just empty you know they're all empty uh and i'm hoping a letter is in one of them Uh, but that's why i'm using a guide just to be like okay is there something in this area cool there's one letter then let me find it exactly and then continue uh, and then the other game I'm playing is Crosscode, uh, which is a like retro like 16 bit pixel art action RPG. Uh, this one is getting a lot of praise right now, and I can see why there's there's a ton of content in this game. I'm hoping I can get through most of it to give a proper review next week or the week after based on how much stuff is in this game. It might take a while. Uh, It's uh, like Zelda inspired because there's a lot of dungeons and it's uh, just a a brawler uh, aspects of it. You know, just the action RPG uh, aspect of the game. The story is interesting. It's definitely not completely unique. Uh, As soon as I like was told the story, I'm like, oh, okay. So it's like, you know, like a ready player one situation or many other games uh, where you play a character named Leah and you are logging into like a future MMO where you're like just logging into this like VR virtual game and you're living your character in this old school like Zelda-like game uh, and the combat is melee-based combat, but there's also like some twin stick shooter aspect with it as well because you can like shoot like spear, uh, like, like power balls uh around and use like the six to to like aim so the the complexity or like the diversity and like the the gameplay there is really good uh it has like one of the scariest uh like skill trees that i've seen in a while uh when i clicked into it and i just (laughs) yeah when i clicked into it and i just saw all the options uh luckily it's one of those ones where you can kind of just pick wherever you want in a skill tree you don't have to like worry about going one branch and losing the other it's just like it's just all there so mm-hmm. you're just like throwing points in it uh right now i'm just kind of in the grinding portion of it uh but for the most part like the, the the combat's really satisfying the dungeons are really good some of the puzzles are a little obtuse like they don't really tell you too much it's one of those games that it's not going to hold your hand uh so depending on if you like that sort of game uh it could be frustrating i'm kind of indifferent about that style of game so i'm, I'm enjoying it so far, uh, I'm just kind of in that grind. They have so many different side quests to throw at you. It can be a little overwhelming. uh I felt like I was just in too deep at a certain point when I just kept taking side quests to where I just like stopped taking them. Just because well, I, I, I saw you things. tweet
0: something that you might have to start listening to podcasts now while you're grinding.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's basically what I was doing. I was just listening to different podcasts during the day and I'm just grinding away at this game.
0: Just- does the grind feel rewarding, though? Like, in terms of, like, is it making you, like, f- like go through the next level of content easier?
1: It's definitely making things easier, and the actual grinding's pretty fun, just because the enemy types are pretty interesting and varied, so there's a challenge there. Especially early on, uh, the game will constantly tell you, like, hey, we can't really handle these enemies, and I take that challenge almost every time, and just keep working at it. Uh, it seems like every single screen in this game, there's like a puzzle for you to solve in terms of like a platforming puzzle of like, okay, I see a potential power up or an item there. How do I get to the item? And then trying to find like a route to that item, uh, is, is like a nice touch and an easy distraction. It's very easy to get kind of like lost in this game. Uh, the only thing that I dislike about this game is the map sucks. Like, the map is terrible. Like, it almost shouldn't exist, it's so bad. Jeez. For when I... Every time I pull it up, I'm just like, okay, this doesn't actually help me at all. So I ended up never using the map, so I, I like get lost from Jedi time Jedi Fallen Order bad? I don't know how that map looks. Uh, did that map just lack detail? Because this map just kind of lacks detail to where it's like, the, you were here. It was here. like a
0: hologram on top of where you currently were.
1: No, this one at least in the early parts of the world, it's just like, here's a dot and you're in this big gray square and you're just like, okay, how the fuck does this help me? Like, I don't know, like, there's no parts of the map or at least like the early parts of the map. I'm probably like six to 10 hours into this thing where I'm just like, okay, I look on the map. This doesn't help me. I don't really see any landmarks. Maybe I'm missing an upgrade, Uh, but it just, it didn't help me at all. Uh, but I'm just kind of grinding away and finding, I'm kind of playing it like an MMO, like the game is based on because MMOs, you kind of just hop in and you just wander around and do stuff as they come. And that's how I'm treating the game. Mm -hmm. Uh, even if, you know, there is a, like a deeper story to it. I'm just like, if I happen to run into the story, cool. Otherwise I'm just going to keep going to different screens and beating the enemies and trying to figure out how to get the power-ups and upgrades. Uh, so working on that uh it is a long game so i'm probably gonna be playing it for a while before we like do an official review on it uh it is nah, on I need like to play
0: it <laughs>
1: yeah you need to play it it's uh it's on ps4 switch xbox one and steam it was on steam actually i think two years ago and it's finally on consoles which is why i'm Dude, playing Dude, why don't you
0: get this game on switch
1: uh the turns out the switch version is super popular and when you look at the game it definitely you can see why it's yeah. popular because it's perfect for like the switch screen though i i hear the switch version does have issues with like frame rate So mm, okay. uh, so that's
0: I, super surprising but
1: yeah not surprising at all so i went with the the ps4 uh like version of this game so hopefully uh hold up like throughout the whole experience or i'm gonna regret not getting it on the switch uh then other other than that, nothing really. Like I, I dabble in Overwatch still when I get bored. Uh, that that's another podcast game because uh, I'm subscribed to thirty podcasts, but I don't have a work commute, so gotta do what I can to play uh, or to listen to podcasts. And uh, just watching random movies. Uh, just uh, watched Ratatouille yesterday, and uh, we're gonna go through the Guardians of the Galaxy movies again. And then I've been watching Master Chef Australia. <laughs> Uh, it's because MasterChef's one of my favorite shows. Me and Sarah love watching MasterChef. Yeah. Sarah's Sarah loves she, she loves baking, so like MasterChef's like a great show. And we realize that there's probably not going to be a MasterChef this year because they usually would have like filmed it in spring and released it in summer and fall, and they probably didn't do MasterChef. Uh, so I'm watching MasterChef Australia from last year. <laughs> and what's the first What's
0: the first reality show to have somebody yelling at somebody through an iPad?
1: Ooh, I don't know. Can you do Survivor where it's a selfie sticks?
0: Can we do uh, the Bachelor just on Zoom dates?
1: <laughs> I would watch that. I, I'm against the Bachelor Bachelorette show, but I would watch them just on Zoom dates. Uh, yeah, I would watch that.
0: Yeah, so because there's there's one sitcom that that my wife and I watch that we've been watching on CBS All Access. It was it's called All Rise. Um, and they actually released an episode like a couple of weeks after like the whole pandemic started, and they did. Uh, it's a courtroom like she's a judge, and so she actually did a virtual trial, and like they actually made the the, the um. The storyline based on current events happening in the you know like the 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 show centered in los angeles and so like obviously like los angeles was a hot you know hot zone and and the safety and the 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 prisoners rights and you know the or the defendants rights and then and the, the rights of the country and they did it like through like zooms or skypes or whatever they were using and it was pretty cool to see them try to do something like that and i think it'd be very very interesting to see like obviously like like a cooking competition comes down to a lot of times comes down to taste as well as mm-hmm. presentation but i i would love to see some type of i don't even know like competitive reality show that was done virtually i think that, you
1: could do american awesome. idol virtually like yeah. if you wanted to if you're really into court stuff uh you can just find a youtube channel for your local courthouse because all that stuff is being live streamed but it's oh, also gosh. really depressing
0: no, because that could end up being my neighbor or something. I'm good.
1: Yeah, it might be. It might be, because uh, I accidentally <laughs> fell on uh, the Chicago like YouTube channel for the courts oh, and watched man. it for like a half hour and be like, this is depressing. And I couldn't <laughs> watch it anymore. Uh, but yeah, I'm kind of starting to hit that point. Uh, you are with sports, where like I need new stuff. Which yeah. is why you'll see me every couple of days yell on Twitter about release Mulan release Black Widow <laughs> release tenant just release it digitally because I'm not going to a movie theater anytime soon
0: well and again I'm seeing some really cool trailers like they're starting to kind of like dabble and talk about release dates and I'm like I, I we haven't seen any data from um, Onward, like any of these movies that came out only came out of Disney plus that did that, you know, did they up Disney plus the subscription their subscription members did? um I can't think of any of them off the top of my head, but did any movie like coming only to Amazon or coming to voodoo directly? Like in the long run, did that help? Or is it people aren't releasing like quote unquote box office numbers because you're not paying $11 a person to go watch a movie now.
1: Yeah. So the only numbers I heard was from trolls. Uh, okay. apparently it did ridiculously well it beat like their box office expectations so why would
0: they ever release their next movie in a theater
1: because of some weird bullshit political thing but that's why amc basically said they're not going to have any universal movies at their theater in the future
0: which yeah and then amazon said we'll just buy you and do whatever we want
1: yeah yeah so (laughs) it, it, it it's like there is people that want new content, and people are willing to pay that premium for it. It's just some weird that, studio political bullshit.
0: Yeah, this might be the same. We might be starting to have the same conversation about movies that we that we've been having about video games for the last couple of years. Of like, where discs are just a formality.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't understand why there's so much resistance for like. I understand Christopher Nolan is a crazy person who wants his movie scene in the perfect setting, which is a movie theater, but at a certain point, you just gotta fucking give up and realize we are in a different situation. If movie theaters open up tomorrow, like, full capacity or part capacity in Chicago, I am not going to one. Right. I will not go to one for a year from now.
0: But I still wonder, though, okay, so, like, in your situation, if... Right, i'll just use this as, a, as an example disney comes out and says black widow is coming out july 31st on on disney plus plus or whatever they're going to call mm-hmm. it what's the price that you would pay to watch that and or to own it
1: i would probably play Blu- blu-ray price i would pay 20 dollars because me and sarah if we wanted to see it it's 15 dollars each right at the movie That's what
0: theater. I, for me it's like 25 to 30 bucks i'd be okay to, i don't to know. buy it and own it you know like
1: if they wanted to i was thinking about it Just put the pre-orders for the Blu-ray out now, and if you pre-order the Blu-ray, pay for the Blu-ray ahead of time at a premium price. It comes with a copy to stream the movie now. Like, Mm -hmm. I would, I, I don't really want to buy a Blu-ray, but if they tell me, hey, the Black Widow Blu-ray is thirty dollars, if you pay for it now and we'll mail it to you when it comes out, but you get a digital code to watch it today, I'm gonna do that, Mm -hmm. even if it's just a rental like not well, like to own or rental yeah but we
0: we always hear about trying to get movies from the theater to the house as fast as possible mm-hmm. now there's a reason for it to just skip the theater and, and i thought not taken. If by now we'd see somebody take the step, like take a, like take a huge step. Like if there's a movie that's ready, like I just, somebody just do it, please. Just like, it's the same thing we were talking about with video game pricing. I just want somebody to say, you know what? My video game cost a hundred dollars. Here's what I'm giving you. This is why it's a hundred dollars. Yeah. Here's the next Avengers movie, or here's the next, what a fast and furious movie. It costs 30, $35. You own it for the rest of your life
1: yeah because if you like the movie, you're probably gonna buy the physical or digital version after it comes out anyways at uh, after you price. pay
0: twenty or 25 dollars to go to the movie and then mm-hmm. you're gonna pay twenty or 25 dollars to own the movie.
1: Yeah, just get the money right now I'm willing to do it. Well, it's why yeah. so Sony Pictures their their new Tom Hanks movie they just they just gave up on it coming to the theater and then they sold it to Apple for like an ungodly amount of money and now it's gonna be available on Apple plus in like the next couple weeks. And I don't know why studios just don't do that because like Disney has a platform they can release it on to bump up their numbers. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: And I bet you that Tom Hanks movie will bump up Apple's numbers.
1: Yes. Yeah. Cause he is a name and it's a movie people probably want to see, especially Tom Hanks fans probably want to see all of his movies and HBO is owned by Warner brothers. So Warner brothers has a bunch of movies. If I'm Sony universal or like one of the smaller studios, I'm putting my movie theater stuff up for a bidding war and mm-hmm. trying to get whatever money I can and that's what Sony did with like the the Tom Hanks movie where Apple right. paid them a shit ton of money. I don't know why you wouldn't do that if you don't have your own like yeah. streaming service. It,
0: it's an unlikely example, but how much would Netflix or HBO Max play pay and I don't know all the the rights and the IP ownership, but if fast and furious eight or whatever, nine came out and said, Hey, we're going to, we want to release digitally and we'll, we'll sell our rights to the highest bidder. Like how much do you think that these companies would pay for that?
1: Right? Yeah, no, it totally, (laughs) uh, I'm trying to see how much. Okay. Um, hold on. Uh, I'm trying to see how much, okay. So Apple paid Sony $70 million for that Tom Hanks movie. Uh, which costs $50 million to make. So so Sony they already, and-
0: they automatically made a profit off of it. And I'm sure Sony still gets a snippet of X amount of Apple's subscriptions for the next 90 days or something.
1: Yeah. And then when it comes out on Blu-ray, they'll get the full, you know.
0: Right. It might only be like $0.10 right. cents a subscriber or $2 a subscriber. I don't even know what it would be. But I'm sure that there's some type of percentage of, from release date till 60 days out that there's yeah. some quote-unquote royalty that Sony gets for that.
1: Yeah, like how many people stream the specific movie and then Sony will get a check cut. But right. yeah, so like if if the Tom Hanks movie got $70 million, you could probably get... Jesus, you can probably get a Double? lot of money.
0: No, for more. For Fast and Furious? Yeah, triple? No. Like 250 300 $400? I,
1: I think because it's a billion dollar franchise, you can probably get like $500 million for like that, yeah. maybe. Uh, And it's probably be worth it because theaters, even when they open, aren't going to be full capacity at
0: capacity yeah Most and it's, of them the are 25. Convers- it's the conversation again though all of a sudden somebody picks up netflix or they pick up disney plus because they want to see said movie and then they go oh i didn't know I had all this stuff and then they re then all of a sudden they just forget that they have the subscription and it's just coming out of their bank account every 30 days
1: yep hey shit <laughs> i mean i'm subscribed to like half a dozen things that i keep forgetting to cancel yeah. so, uh,
0: all right i didn't necessarily mean to go on like on a little movie tyrant but i'm at this point with you like i there's got figured out like the stores I want to be figured excited it out. About something. The stores figured it out. Companies figured it out. Curbside, contact list, all these food deliveries—like they figured out a way to somewhat stay relevant. Like, come on, entertainment industry, let's figure something out.
1: And and they can't be afraid of bootlegs because movies get bootlegged no matter what. So right. like, even if they put a clean version of a movie out, like it's going to get bootlegged, even if it was in theaters. Yeah. Uh, but that's it for me. That's all I'm playing <laughs> watching.
0: All right, so we're going to go to our questions and comments. Uh, you can send us questions using hashtag AskDigitalDays. You can post them in the Facebook group. You can post them in Discord. Again, all of those social networks are linked in the show notes below the or on your next page on your on your podcast app or whatever, um, the click more section. Um, so Josh writes, um, what do you want to see Microsoft – what do you want Microsoft to announce on July 23rd? I don't know because – I don't know enough about their, about Microsoft in general in terms of what they own. I mean, I know what studios they own. Um, but I'm not a, I, I haven't played a lot of their franchises that they own. Like as I've heard really cool things about the fabled games, never played them. Mm. Um, you know, dabbled a little bit in gears, but it sounds like that's kind of played out. We know we're going to see something from halo. Um, but for the most part, like, I think I'll, you know, like we're going to see some Hellblade stuff. Um, but I don't, I, I want to see, I guess if, if you really want to ask me, I want to see something that's got a, like a new, a new IP that's some kind of gameplay, a new gameplay initiative. What that is, I have no idea.
1: Yeah. For, for me, I want to see a new Fable just because it's one of those franchises I kind of missed and it's been long enough that you, you they're probably just going to reboot it if they do bring it back, which means it'll be a perfect time for me to jump in. Uh, oddly enough, I associate Mass Effect with Microsoft just because Mass Effect mm-hmm. 1 was exclusive to 360. So I would love to see the Mass Effect remaster that we constantly hear about announced there. Uh, just because, again, I associate Mass Effect with Microsoft. Uh, I know that's third-party, but there might be third-party stuff at this event. Uh, and then the last thing I can think of is like Banjo and Kazooie. I mean, they put them in Smash. So maybe that's a good way to bring them back uh, and get people excited for that. Uh, So I I think it's like Banjo, Fable, and then like my wild card is like a Mass Effect situation. Uh, Because I still think EA's thing from a couple weeks ago was really light on content. And I'm hoping it's light on content because they have like an exclusivity deal or some sort of like world premiere deal with Microsoft or Sony. Because Sony apparently has a rumored event as well. So I'm hoping they were light at their own presentation because someone cut them a check to world premiere on someone else's like presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so those are so those are my dreams. Is like Mass Effect and like Banjo uh, Fables. Maybe they can do their own PlayStation All star Smash Brothers thing. Uh, it's been joked about for years, but maybe <laughs> they can put together something. They have enough. They have a stable now of studios with characters. Yeah.
0: I guess I, I just want them to maybe show something that I didn't know that I wanted that I want.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like that's, 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 you know, that's, that's a surprise. Like Ghost of Shishima comes out this week and they, they showed that at whatever E3 last year. And we we're like, what is this? You know, like, mm-hmm. what, you know, what kind of game is this? And, you know, like same thing with Naughty Dog years ago with Last of Us. Like, what? He's not indiana jones meets tomb raider like what is this yeah if, so. if, if
1: we walk away from the event next week and it's just a, a the new halo a new gears and a new crackdown i'm gonna be super disappointed
0: you know yeah. I, with, with some forza sprinkled on top
1: yeah with some forza <laughs> if they just hit us with like the big games that we already know and played a bunch of the last gen then yeah. i'm gonna be disappointed so i i'm i'm there with you i either want them to bring back something really old or just have something new like brand new ip uh, that shows yeah. off the hardware
0: I, at this point in time I don't even really care about showing off the hardware like show me a cool game like show me something cool and different and and mm-hmm. I don't know what that is or unique at least maybe different too hard of a word but um you know like another a new take on a first person shooter or a new take on a third person game like um you know any of those things so
1: yeah
0: all right uh next question Andy sends it in uh either of you have any opinions on the Atari vcs? Uh, pre-order price got sent to me this weekend, and looks like it's three hundred and eighty-nine dollars. What is this?
1: So Atari announced <laughs> a new console. God, I want to say like oh, two yeah, years okay, ago no, now.
0: No, don't care. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, it is like half as powerful as a base PS4, or like one fourth as powerful as a base and PS4. Four hundred dollars. Yes. Um, I believe the controller is sold separately.
0: Andy. Uh, don't don't buy this, man.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: is this is this Andy from Too Young to Be This Old? Yes, this is. He's like the same age I am, right?
1: Yes. Uh, Why? Be, no, no, no. He's he's uh, like a year younger than me. I think.
0: Yeah, okay, that makes it even worse. Why are you <laughs> yeah. wanting this Atari? Like I I have vague, vague memories of of Atari. Yeah. Like, so vague it's, it's... as a kid, like like literally vague memories, and they weren't good
1: no yeah um, an old
0: man lankford's not here to make fun of me so yeah. <laughs> or defend uh, the, the architectural property it,
1: it, the console shell has a w- fake wood panel paneling on it uh this thing is just a joke i've been watching videos of people reacting to it like one of the big things uh it was selling it's like it runs fortnite and it's link linux based but it's actually just running like a shell of windows 10 on it so you're loading up like the windows 10 version of Fortnite. Or andy
0: poten- no um no no it, <laughs> i'm gonna tell your wife
1: <laughs> it, it it has um it comes with a hundred built-in games from atari but you can buy that bundle for ten dollars on steam right now
0: yeah uh, I, if any of these games were any good they would have been remastered or redone or uh, yeah it, it's it's real like, bad no no <laughs>
1: For a while people were wondering uh, cuz they were taking pre-orders before like they were doing something to where they took people's money and then they went dead silent until they did the pre-orders recently and it's 389 it's it's a joke Th- if you if you want to people good laugh, that
0: there are people that this price point is their breaking point for a next gen console.
1: Yeah, and they're putting out something weaker than a PS4, a base PS4. Andy that, no. Yeah, don't do it. <laughs> this is going to be another Ouya situation but potentially worse because at least it was priced reasonably for what it was this is
0: oh my gosh
1: this is bad uh if you want to entertain yourself watch some youtube videos of people breaking down the specs of this if i fell in a rabbit hole uh when i saw this question last week of just like oh let me check up on it
0: falling in rabbit holes on youtube is like eating an apple
1: yeah it's it's a it's a normal mundane task (laughs) (laughs) to me but uh, this was like almost cringe watch of just People that were excited about this get really angry about how shitty it is. And it's it's uh-uh. great. And they're gonna launch uh-uh. this before new consoles come out, which is this even better.
0: Andy, if you buy this console and you don't support us on Patreon, I'm kicking you out of the group. <laughs> <laughs> if you have that much money to, to waste, I've got a better cause for you there, buddy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, I can't wait to see people buy this because people are gonna buy it and they're gonna be like, oh, this goes on my shelf. <laughs> I did oh nothing with gosh. it I, I run All right nes emulators on this
0: (laughs) um randy pinnock says do we need a do uh, do we need next gen already i feel like the ps4 pro and 1x gave enough of an improvement to hold me for at least two more years still getting both ps5 still getting both ps5 at launch if i can um okay oh still getting both ps5 at launch if you can okay um do I think we need next gen now? Yes, because I think that the with the lines blurring between the platforms, that in order for them to completely go away, it would have to be based on their. You know, two thousand thirteen, they weren't thinking about crossplay, mm-hmm. and I think for it to work properly, effectively, and correctly, we need new. We need new consoles.
1: I agree. It's funny if you go back to like episode five of this podcast i think i was saying like i don't even think we really need new consoles but as we go on in time i desperately want a new console a lot of people are pointing to how amazing the last of us looks as like a reason it better this- look when it
0: takes four and a half minutes to load every time you start the game no
1: and, and that's what i was gonna bring up it's just like yeah no it takes a long time to load and also not every studio's naughty dog
0: i i and all those cutscenes are loading screens too if you don't know that
1: <laughs> basically and, and i i've i played a bunch of other games other than the last of us where i see like the walls other developers are yep. hitting and i we need that bump up in power to get to the next step and, and the stuff that quality. we've been learning
0: like the, the the little bit of stuff that we learned from cerny about talking about how game development works with the hard drives and stuff like that and you play last of us part two all of those shortcuts are in there it mm-hmm. doesn't demean from the game at all, but all that time where you're shimmying through two close wall sections, like the game is getting ready to load what you see when you turn 90 degrees, mm-hmm. like it's it's all doing that. And, and that's because those games can't, like it can't keep up with it. So like in order for everything to be cohesive and to work well and, to, and for development to continue and to grow and to evolve, the consoles have to, to be upgraded. Because even if they come out this year, they're still going to be using 2016, 2017, late 2017 hardware.
1: Yeah, Uh, which means, you know, five years from now, we're going to be like, man, we really need a pro version of the PS5. Uh, Yeah, like The Last of Us is a great example of like what this hardware can do, but they they maxed out the hardware. You know, I'm sure they've Mm -hmm. talked about maxing out the hardware. I bet you we're
0: going to see ton. And again, it's not a dig on Sucker Punch. It's not a dig on on Sony Studios, but we're going to see a ton of those tricks with Ghost of Tsushima because it looks like the movement in Ghost of Tsushima is going to be crazy fast at times.
1: Mm-hmm. What, and also like uh, Dave's big problem with the last of us is like missing out on content where he'll go through a door and then the door no longer opens and he can't backtrack. It's like the last of us. Yeah. They have big open areas, but anytime they need you to load into another area, you shimmy through a wall or you lift up a barrier. And once you go through that barrier, you can't backtrack because it doesn't want to load that old information anymore. It wants to continue yeah. moving you forward and they can not handle having all of that stuff loaded into the game for you to freely and explore h-
0: half joking, half serious. Cause I thought it was funny just because of the way it worked. But if you ever pay close enough attention to the last of us, this is not a, this is not a spoiler. This is a funny thing. Doors open both ways in that game and they shouldn't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: The hotel room door opens inward. And then when you leave the room, it opened outward.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> We, we we need a uh, technology to to allow proper door. Uh, no, I just thought it was hilarious. Like, yeah, you know, no, I know what you mean. There's a lot of little weird stuff like that. I'm like,
0: wait a minute.
1: <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like the right. technology needs to move, and then we, in, uh, Ethan in the chat there's like three years, we'll we'll probably see a pro version, and that's yeah. true. Yeah, we'll probably see the pro versions of these platforms. Well, and we'll need I also. Them
0: don't want to see a current gen game on three discs
1: (laughs) yeah that too i don't want to see it on uh, just i don't want to see games on multiple generation of consoles either you know because i want to move over
0: but we we won't
1: see that anytime soon
0: all right uh, so those are our questions again you can send those using hashtag ask digital days um, so our spotlight uh, again if you haven't listened to it um, by the time you're listening to this it's already on the feed uh, the the Ubisoft forward recap is on our on our podcast feed again feedback. Uh, any of that stuff is always appreciated um and it just to let us know what you guys think about that stuff you know bonus episode content we love doing that kind of thing it gives us the ability to flesh this show out a little bit better and not have this be like a ubisoft show strictly we're at like an hour 20 right now into this hour 15 into this and we didn't talk about it at all so it gives us the ability to not feel pressured or stressed or rushed lets us focus on what we want to focus on so that's definitely uh, my spotlight
1: My spotlight is our YouTube channel, uh, which we talked about earlier. Uh, Just use the YouTube search to find Digital Days Gaming. We need to hit a certain subscriber count so we can get a fancy URL.
0: So hit the Uh, subscriber button while you're there.
1: Yeah, please. Uh, Because we have two new video reviews, uh, The West of Dead and SpongeBob Rehydrated. Those are on there. And then also uh, I... Guested I guess hosted uh Too Young to be this old and did a whole episode about the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. So check them oh out. Oh my gosh. Check check them out wherever you get podcasts if you want to listen to me talk about nineties Power Rangers with uh Ben.
0: <laughs> um and there should be something pretty cool um hitting the feed again too in the next ten days as well um i don't want to like spoil it or say anything for you guys to expect it but we've we've got some cool opportunities coming up again so hopefully everything lines up and works out well that we can have some some uh, additional bonus content for you as well uh and speaking of bonus content if you want any access to that you can go to patreon.com digital days gaming um and for the uh, dollar tier you can just um you know Say hey, we we love you know we like what you're doing. We love what you're doing, and we want to you know throw a dollar a month to you, and that's appreciated. That essentially pays for a month of us our podcast hosting. Uh, three dollars gets you special access to a Discord channel. Uh, Discord, we're still growing it, still building that community, uh, and this is a separate channel within that current server that is um, only for three dollar tier subscribers. You also get access access to that if you link your Discord and Twitch and you're a subscriber. Um, so you'll, if you're at, whether it's through Twitch Prime or paid subscriptions or even gifted subscriptions, as long as your Discord is linked to your Twitch, you'll have access to that and you're in our Discord. Um, five dollars gets you the weekly podcast, um, 24 hours early. So all the numbered episodes, um, the other episodes, any of the bonus content we do, we, re- we release day and date for everybody. Um, and, uh, seven dollars gets you access to bonus content. Um, uh, May, June, and July, I'll have a, um, A bonus episode that allows us to uh show you a little bit more of our personalities and and why we think and how we think and what we do uh whether it's our e3 memories or our retail lives a little bit or even like why we got into podcasting writing and video game playing in the first place um i think that uh august is going to be a little bit of uh, possibly food centric and i think some of you will be very fascinated by michael's odd eating habits so
1: or completely normal if you're normal (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> so i would love to to see some some, some questions or suggestions on some food uh, topics that you guys would like us to talk about and maybe i'll clip a clip one or two of those out and release it publicly to show you guys what you're missing so <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that follow us on twitter um uh, our main account at digital days pod michael's account is at first mjc mine is at good dave hunt And again, just join the Facebook group. Join the conversations in the Facebook and Discord. And um, I hope everyone has a great week. And like Michael always tells everybody,
1: we Don't be a dick. (laughs) Don't be a dick. And see ya.
0: Talk to you guys later.